You need to decide what is the most critical thing about you. You need to decide, is that is that your faith? Is it God? You decide whatever is the most important and you need to live that out. And you need to make the rest of your choices support that. Hey everybody, welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer, and with me as usual is my husband, Mark Archer. I don't have any funny voices today. Okay, great. (laughs) You guys, he saved me. (laughs) Okay, so today we are going to pick back up with Carol's conversation. Mm -hmm. and Part two of Carol Ayala. Part two. But we were discussing earlier, uh, before we get to Carol's interview, we were kind of talking about, you know, what's what's coming? Because a lot of everything that we're dealing with right now, we're talking about the education system, Mm -hmm. specifically the public education system. And we've talked about before about the war on homeschooling. (laughs) And we had somebody ask us, well, what do you think is going to happen with homeschooling? Mm -hmm. So thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Well, it's an interesting Interesting debate because, um, you know, prior to about a year ago, of course, I'm guessing there's a lot of people, including us, that kind of looked at homeschooling as uh, not something that you really would have considered mm-hmm. or that's too hard, uh, not something that I think would integrate well into our lifestyle, things like that. And then suddenly, pretty much all of us, we're suddenly forced into homeschooling. And you know what we discovered? Just like, what do we tell our kids all the time? Kids, we can do hard we things. We can do hard things. Right? And what <laughs> did we discover? Homeschooling isn't so bad. And we figured out that it's very doable, right? We were forced into figuring out how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so the argument from the left that homeschooling is bad and that it's destructive to the hearts and minds and emotional health of children doesn't have a lot of weight because they're the ones that orchestrated this whole nonsense of the lockdowns. Right. So they've forced everyone into it. And there's a lot of people that figured out, hey, you know what? This is not so bad. And Mm -hmm. I kind of like this better. What they mistakenly did was they gave parents a taste of their own power, of their own authority. Which... Which parents need because, yes. I mean, you have no idea what's coming, what's what's coming through. And this new administration is we think it's bad. It's really bad. It is really bad. But it's uh, the reason why we talk about these things again is because if you're going to if you're going to survive in this battle space, you have to anticipate what the opposition is going to do. Right. And you know what? It's not that hard to figure out what they're going to do. Go back go back last week to what we were talking about, about things to come, looking at it from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. Things to come, if you understand the master plan that Satan has, it's one world governance, one world currency, control of everything, everyone worshiping him mm-hmm. via the Antichrist. Yeah. And so if you remember that that is ultimately the plan of these people that talk about a unified world, world without borders, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the new world order, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. They, they call it a lot of things, but and that's what it is. our schools are really starting, not starting, they have been for decades, centuries maybe, mm-hmm. started to... 
drive this train. Right, and to fall into line with yeah. that agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So it's real easy to see, but I do want to I do just want to give people um a reading recommendation. Okay. It's one um that I've started reading. We actually just went and interviewed the co-author of the book mm-hmm. um last week or over over this past week. And it's called Crimes of the Educators. And it's by Samuel Blumenfeld and Alex Newman. Mm-hmm. And Alex is phenomenal. You can find his articles on the Epoch Times. He's a he's a um, contributor there. Also on the New American. He, he also has the newamerican.com. Mm-hmm. So go and look him up. Wealth of information. Mm-hmm. Wealth of information. And I'm it will just blow your mind when you read Crimes of the Educators. Because we are not... we. It's not all about the comprehensive sex ed mm-hmm. and SEL. And actually his um, the other um, the co-author there, Samuel Blumenfeld, he has since passed, but he also wrote a, another book called NEA, The Trojan Horse of Education. Which is sitting back here on my phone. Which I cannot <laughs> wait to read. I haven't gotten through all of Crimes of the Educator. Um, but any, And if you want to go back to the biblical aspect of it, Ken Ham has a new book out that I read, thoroughly loved it. And such the great case for homeschooling, Mm -hmm. will they stand? It is a phenomenal read. So just sort of those, I know, I mean, I like books. What can Mm -hmm. I say? (laughs) Well, our house looks like a library more and more. We've just got, (laughs) we've got books everywhere and I can't keep up with them, but. Mm -hmm. um, Well, the libraries are closed, so you have to make your own library. (laughs) Yeah, really. And I I guess the, the thing we want to leave everybody with is, uh, if you are in a position at all, remember what we tell our kids. You can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Get your children out of the public school system. Absolutely. This is not going to end well. No. Uh, if there is a private school that you can get them to, especially a Christian school that mm-hmm. you can get them into, do whatever you have to or pull them out and homeschool. Mm-hmm. You can do it. There's plenty of resources for it. We can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is the only it is the only option, really. It's not even an option anymore. I have a couple of quotes here from one of my other favorite authors. Great. I love quotes. Cheryl Atkison, mm-hmm. former investigative journalist for CBS, and she has written now three books. Her first one is called Stonewalled. She's one of the... Uh, Reporters that was targeted by the Obama administration. They Mm -hmm. were spying on her, actually hacking into her computer because she was writing things that they didn't like. Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? Her third book that I just got is called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. And it's so timely, (laughs) isn't it? And it is, she is, again, the ultimate insider. She she just has story after story after story of how the sausage is really made mm-hmm. in the news media. Um, in, the, in the very open cover, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Mm. Author unknown. And this one from a book called The Obsolete Man. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Is that the <laughs> truth? Oh, for those of us truth seekers. Mm-hmm. 
Why do you think they don't want to teach logic? Why do you think they don't want to teach critical thinking? Mm -hmm. Because a little bit of logic and a basic level of critical thinking, you start to question these things. And what were we just talking about? The lefts, lefties will always tell you what they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. They will always telegraph their punch and they will always show you if you've ever dealt with a bully. Mm-hmm. Bullies are always very thin skinned and they will always tell you what they're afraid of. So what are they doing? They are demanding that everyone who disagrees with them be not just shouted down, but shut up completely shut out of society, Mm -hmm. shipped off and re-educated and or eliminated, Mm -hmm. okay? So what do you think their Achilles heel is? Truth. Truth. They can't can't (laughs) handle being questioned. Mm -hmm. What they're deathly afraid of, what they really can't handle is being ridiculed. Mm. And so if you really want to understand them, all you got to do is look at what they're demanding and see what they're covering for. Mm Mm-hmm. With that, let's pick up from Tuesday's episode and finish our conversation with Carol. What I do know is that all teachers' organizations have, have, are supporting this type of teaching, this type of programs. Uh, that's not to say that the people under them that they represent do. For instance, the teachers. I know that the teachers, some of the teachers that went with went through this program with me at my campus there in Austin, uh, they went along with it. Only, only one teacher was bold enough to ask a question out loud. And her, her statement was, I don't think the parents are going to all go for this. Something like that. But the organizations, we know are supportive of this because when we were, uh, our organization was doing some testifying during a legislative session that had to do with some of these types of, of things happening in the schools, those organizations signed up in favor. So we do know that they claim to be in favor of, of this kind of material and this kind of thinking and implementation. However, the teachers... They're going on to get along. And I've run into some and they've said, oh, yes, I remember that training we went through. She goes, uh-uh, that's, that's not. And I look at them because I'm like, wait a minute, you know, you, are not, you weren't comfortable with it either. Mm-hmm. But I understand. Mm-hmm. So I see that uh, dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the, the big organizations that represent, such as the unions, um, they say, yes, they're on board with all of this. But the teachers themselves, uh, I think they feel that they are in a very precarious situation and between a rock and a hard place. I know that the union that from the district that I taught in is very much in favor of this type of material. And they will claim that this type of material and program makes everyone welcome. And yet when we speak and when our organization has gone to represent parents at the school board level, they have heckled us, they have bullied us, and they have been there to intimidate us. Mm-hmm. So um, welcoming, that, that, that word is very, 
<laughs> comes to mind. Is the schools, are the schools still an option? Well, I can tell you that as far as concerned parents is, is a part of this all, we, we exist to help those who are in schools because we know a good 90% of students will stay in school because of the convenience, whether it be cost or something else. So we, we exist to tell parents that they, what their choices are and what they can do about it. Um, we actually have a, we recently did a new opt-out form uh, for parents to use that uh, will meet state requirements. And so we have that available on our website. But as far as I would say, personally, I would have to say that if you, okay, let me, let me take it from this angle. This is, this is coming from a teacher, mm -hmm. but it's also coming from a mother, a parent. Um, I've had to sit and tell people this, and this is what it boils down to for me and for us, that as a family, as a mother and a father, whatever your family is, okay, your family, your mother and father and your children, you need to decide what is the most critical thing about you as a family, okay? You need to decide, is that is that your faith? Is it God? Is it education? Is it family? Is it connections to grandparents? You decide whatever is the most important, and you need to live that out. And you need to make the rest of your choices support that. Now, do I think that most kids should, uh, parents... Uh, leave a government school overall? Yes, I do. I do. You're also a taxpayer. If you choose to stay in a, a government school, then uh, you need to express your rights. You And when they're violated, you need to file grievances. You need to be active. You need to be uh, you need to be the parent that actually not just goes to the PTA, you need to run the PTA. You need to be the person that has those organizations. What do schools need to do? They need to get back into the academic business. They need to leave character education and values to the families and let them teach, give them the freedom to teach those what's important to them to their own children and get back to reading, writing, and math. That's what the schools need to do. Um, that's that's our take. So whether you choose to stay, we can help you. Know what you can do and what your rights are um, legally. And as a, you know, as a citizen of this great country, we can help you do that. And if you choose to leave, uh, still help the rest that are there. That's not a bad thing either. Uh, you have plenty of loved ones who are still there. And then if you would allow teachers to teach, allow us to teach what we were um, hired to do and let, the, and let the families do the rest, let the faith community and their families do the rest. When I, when I first started speaking out about this, I remember I couldn't sleep. And my first thought was, parents just need to pull their kids out. That was my first thought. And then when I woke up the next morning, went back to school to work, I realized they wouldn't do that. 
So I knew there would be students that would stay, stay, right? So then I thought, you know what? The house is on fire. I need to share what's going on in the schools. These parents don't even know what's happening. They don't know what their kids are being taught here. And the churches are full of families with young children who don't know that their kids are being taught contrary to all of our values, our biblical values. So I went and I knocked on a church door. And I remember the first pastor that I let me in. And I knew he would give me 30 minutes of his time. I thought, that's all I got. So he, and because it was a smaller church, because I started with the area where I live, and so I decided to just hit all the churches near my house. And I remember he let me in, we had a, um, a good conversation. And at the very end of the conversation, he said, he said, Miss Ayala, I don't think that I'm gonna be able to join your group. And I said, Pastor, I'm not asking you to join my group. I said, I'm asking you to share with your parents what's happening to their kids. I said, that's it. I said, the house is on fire. I'm telling you it's on fire. Get out. Something's happening. And he said, I'd rather err on the side of love than truth. So when I left that church, I knew something was very different because I expected the churches to respond. Well, I just have a message for the faith community and the pastors. Number one, please teach the Bible. Our kids need to know why man, why a man and a woman. They need the basics of Scripture. They need a foundation so that they understand why a lot of the culture, what's happening in the culture, is not God's design. They need, they need that. They need to come alongside organizations like ourselves who are there helping parents because you think um, actually you're teaching those of us who sit in the audience, you're not going to have an audience because they're not, they're going to kowtow to the culture. They're going to abandon all the things that you don't want to, because you don't want to address things. They're difficult, uh, obviously, very difficult to address these issues. And yet, you need to. You need to. Our families are drowning. Our kids are drowning. Parents need your support. Their child, they need to know how to teach their children um, of why these things matter to God and why God's design for the family is so unique and special and contrary to what their kids may hear somewhere else. So please do that. Also, um, parents, parents have it's very difficult for them because they see the threat they want to do something about it but they understand that they may be attacked so parents need to band together you know really it's much more helpful they can't all hurt you at once people are afraid to be isolated because for obvious reasons but come together so there, there are strength in numbers. Do that. Um, the law is on your side. So fight to keep those laws that are on your side and fight for those that we do have yet to, to pass so that we can strengthen the family and its authority. Get behind that. And so um, not only are we about letting parents know what's happening in their schools, and, and, and what 
their kids are being taught that have nothing to do with academics and everything to do with ideology, but we can, but they need to band together with us so that we can do more of the same and help other parents. And at the same time, use your authority, Mm -hmm. exercise it and your rights. And, uh, we're here to help. Thank you guys so much for joining us today and listening in. These things are so important. I cannot, we cannot stress enough how much we all need to be in this fight together. So if you'd like to join us, you can make sure to sign up for our newsletter. You can do that through your phone. Just text we are fearless to 22828 to sign up or visit fearlessfeatures.org and you can sign up um, for our newsletter there. We also love to get messages from people. We're not on social media anymore, but you can send us an email and we will respond. We we love to hear from people. I'm waiting for Parlor to open back up. I mean, (laughs) let me just say, like, I'll be honest. And Gab, I kind of like Gab. Gab. Yeah. I haven't, I'm not flirting with it a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's okay, but you know. But I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed being disconnected. So if you want to, you want to contact us, send us some, send us an email. Yeah. I mean, we love to hear from you guys. Yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Have a blessed week and weekend, and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday.